She happens, y'all, but we got this. Natalie Riddell, Commander in Chic, here with the amazing, magical, miracle work and organizer extraordinaire, Jonathan. Hey, everyone. I am so excited to be here. He's so excited, even though he has really, I don't even know the words for the amount of hours in the last three days that he has committed mental, emotional, <laughs> physical exhaustion over at Shea Riddell. Okay. It's been hard, but it's been fun. And it you've has, been working pretty hard too. I've been trying to. Actually, I was doing really well until this <laughs> afternoon. And y'all, I don't know what happened. I just I just could not rally. And I rallied but over the did, pink yeah. tutu. Yeah, you rallied. Well, pink and tutu. I did. I got derailed, but then I kept yeah. going, What am I supposed to do? He's like the same thing I told you 10 minutes ago. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay. Wait, Jonathan, what was I supposed to do? Go back yeah. to the corner and put the merchandise. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, okay. But that's just when all that sugar crashed from, you know, the Mountain <gasps> Dew and the coffee and all the oh, other things. Oh, you're right. Yeah. I'm glad you didn't point that out earlier. But you're absolutely right. And I did eventually buckle up, sort of. You did, you But did. in the meantime, you were like the Tasmanian devil. And you must have, you probably, I mean, you basically did a step aerobics class um, weighted step aerobics class going up and down the tap, 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 tap. It's swimsuit season. You can't put too many steps in. <laughs> okay. Jo Jonathan has Simply Jonathan. Yes. In Greenville, South Carolina. Greenville, South Carolina. If people would like to reach out to you, what is the best way? So best way is find me on Instagram, which is simplyjonathan.me. Um, shoot me a DM. And let that be this jump off point from that because um, other clients have done that. And, you know, we exchange information, we talk on the phone, figure out the scope of the project, talk dates, um, good time frames, um, And we go from there. Okay. And um, I have y'all, he's been all up in my Instagram stories. <laughs> so it's not like you can't find him in my stories, but that you'll find the link to him. And if you, if you, for some reason, miss it, message me. Um, how long have you been doing organizing? So doing organizing, I've been doing that for a little over two years as my own company. Mm -hmm. um, in my previous life, I worked in visual merchandising, which is a whole different scale of organizing. Um, but then even going back further than that, at 15, my first job was cleaning a house. Mm -hmm. um, and I started moving their stuff around because it didn't make sense to me why they were doing what they were doing or not doing. Um, and I figured out they, they liked it. They didn't push back on that. So That's I awesome. just kept doing it to people. And it just steamrolled in over the years. And I would pick up jobs on the side doing some organization. Um, and my best friend, Laura told me for years, please go out on your own, please go out on your own. And I, I finally, 2018 pulled the trigger, um, and set up a, a over six months. If X, Y, and Z happens, I'm going to do this mm -hmm. X, Y, and Z happen. And here we are two years later and, and it's been good. It's been great. It has been great. And I'm loving it. You're a natural Thank you. Like, and it's just, this is doing something that I love. Um, I, I, I see a mess and literally it's, it's just clapping with joy because I know how to fix it. I see it and I can start to see the finished product at the very beginning when all of this is just a big cluster. Um, so it's great to do something that I love. 
I understand. I totally understand that. And I, um, <clears throat> I've said this before to you, you and I work really well together. Yes. Um, I think we both work really hard and I think we kind of like, I, I, a lot of times we don't talk about what we're doing, but we just both are doing it. And it's like, okay, we don't have to, it's crazy. It is like, we're just in tandem and you're doing your thing and I'm working around you. And all of a sudden we're like, Oh, we're done. Look at us. I'll put the vacuum up. You put the box up. Boom. Um, but I, I, and I've said this about you before. I'm usually like, usually people are ready to go home and I'm like, okay, but there's just, just one more little area that could be so cute. And or that one thing's not perfect. Okay, everybody else can go, but I can't yet. I need it mm -hmm. to be better. Um, even and and I always like push myself. Like you, you overextend beyond that. Like I, you're probably one of the first people that I'm kind of like. Am I not a hard worker? I always thought I was a rock star. And now Jonathan's like, why is he not even freaking sweating? Like I'm cussing at people and knocking people over to get a diet coke. You're just like, it's fine. And when I get derailed, you have such, and I think, again, I think you and I just really get along well, mm -hmm. but your ability to sort of stay calm. And then I sort of get calm too. <laughs> it just takes me a minute. <laughs> You're not calm driving. No, but that's not my fault because that, you are another person behind that steering wheel. Honey. No, listen, I have lived in Greenville my entire life and it has changed dramatically and Others have gotten more aggressive and I just, you know, I, I like people to pay attention when we're driving. We're driving around vehicles away thousands of pounds and when you don't pay attention, people get hurt. And so I feel the need to communicate to other drivers. You are very verbal. I don't yeah. think they hear you. I hear you driving in the car. I have to believe they hear me though. Yeah, I, yeah, I know it helps. And you're like, you better look at that lady in that Ford Explorer and give her dirty looks. I'm like, okay. Oh, she just blew through a red light. She didn't right even care. She was messing with her I mask. Like, I just, I can't The even. nerve. I can't It's even. not even okay. Mm. Okay. Um, I can't talk about you and not talk about the wind beneath your wings. <laughs> I know. We, well, we have instructions. <laughs> yeah, we were. Does, does Natalie know the lyrics? Do you know the lyrics to wind beneath my wings? So that when you talk about me on the podcast, this is Travis, was, Jonathan's lovely husband. Yeah, I had to ask who permission. is the wing beneath, wind beneath yeah. your wings. I said, I said, is it okay fly, if I stay a little late? Fly like, so high. Takes it back and said, yes, sky. but talk about how you're, I'm the wind beneath so my wings, high. which he really is. Thank like, you. I can't, Thank I can't do it without him. <laughs> um, he Thank is God so you. calm when sometimes <laughs> I'm a little all over the place. Like this morning when I forgot to put the coffee cup underneath the Nespresso machine, because it's kind of crucial that you have something there to catch the coffee when it's coming out. Minor details. Minor details. But, but you've been like, the amount of work we've gotten done this week, I mean, it's been moving mountains and you've been so you have been in such an emotional support to me. Um, I mean, you, I mean, you've gotten to be one of my really dearest friends and you've followed this last chapter. Of my life has been trying and you've been a huge support in that and like a huge support. Aww. And you're funny because It'll just send like, it'll be like even a gif of somebody like scrubbing the ground on the disco floor. And I'm like, okay, he knows I'm sad, not better. <laughs> but I've been looking forward to being here. When, um, we first met Jane. Jane. 
did Jane hire you before Emily? Jane hired you first. Yes. Yeah, so Jane broke me into the family. <laughs> <laughs> um, and in fact, you know, she'll tell you this, like I sat down with her and it was just in this consultation and we had our very first visit and she was like, and really even after just, just after our first consultation, she called me, I was down at my aunt's house helping her and she started like texting up a storm. It was like, you, you like, how do you feel about like, have you followed my cousin? Like, I really feel like y'all would be a great fit. And she was just like, from the get go, she was on this. I mean, I think you were probably getting in your car in her driveway and she called <laughs> me. It was like, oh, you're going to die. Yeah. And I'm like, what? And she's like, remember the organizer I hired? I'm like, yes, I'm so proud of you. She's like, no, 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 you're going to die. And I need you to come up here when, I mean, come down here. Whenever he comes, you need to be here. Cause y'all need to be out there. She's like, you know, he seems very laced up and proper. And she said, and it took a little bit, but then he started showing his, his real personality. And she's like, I said right away, uh oh, he, yeah. he, she's like, this is an emergency. So the next time I was going to Greenville, we, that was, you were down here because um, we went over to your Aunt Pam's. It was sometime in September. October, October, September. I think it was September because you were going over and you were here. So I, it was a Friday, I remember. Um, we went over we, and that's when I first met you. But were you doing anything at Jane's at that point? No, I think um, because I was back at Jane's in August to help with the whole closet situation. Right. Um, but I think that day, it's just you happened to be in town. And I was like, hey, are you free? And I was. Let's do this. And then we talked to my aunt. And this is the house that I'm about to start, the um, remodel. That was my my grandparents' house with my aunt Pam and Uncle Steve. But now they've passed away. So it's my aunt Pam and Uncle Steve. Um, and it's the house that Jonathan and I decorated at Christmas. Mm -hmm. um, we call the farm. Um, and, like, that was the first time we really worked together. Yes. Well, Oh gosh, we I dropped the charger. We we kind of well I didn't work, but you worked at Jane's prior to that because you came over. Oh, decorating for Halloween. Yes, and so, you were cleaning out some stuff because I would I take it out of the clean out pile, and you're like, Natalie, it was, it was the pantry. It was the that's pantry. when we had like you know with Jane, like she she would get rid of just about anything. But don't touch her sprinkles. Honey. But I got to the sprinkles and I thought like she threw was, her body over them. And literally, yelled, no. It wasn't like a conversation. It was no. like there will be no sprinkles. Yeah. But you've said Jane is one of the best. I mean, I got my feelings hurt a little bit because you're like, you're good at getting rid of You ain't like Jane. Jane may be one of the best purgers I know. And she has stuck to it. She has. And she's, oh, oh yes, yes. A year. Yes. It's been a year. Like you had just uh, mentioned, um, I think in a story, but how we worked on our closets last August mm -hmm. and how getting things in order inspired her to keep it that way because, and keep it stocked with things that she loved. And even her husband who was resistant to, he's like, initially he was like, nah, let's not touch anything. Mm -hmm. But once you go through and you realize, oh, okay, I can see everything. These are all things I love has been inspired to keep things that way. Yeah, and she said Dr. G will even be like, I'm going to get rid of these four yep. t-shirts, which he used to never do. Um, She came over yesterday while you were here helping me. And I think we asked her, or I asked her, well, we talked about the maintenance. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and then um, I said to her, how do you keep it up? Because it's like a different mindset. It is. Like my whole life, 
I think I've just been collecting clothes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mostly I would say clothes. <laughs> um, with like, like I, I know that people, there are s- such creatures on this earth that say one thing out, one thing in, one thing out. Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand that. Um, it's all about just curating. And mm-hmm. the thing is, is I love fashion. And I'm also oddly get sentimental about things. Like I literally still have a couple pieces I bought in Paris when I was there studying architecture when I was 19. Mm-hmm. But the crazy thing is, is I occasionally wear them. They're really nice clothes and I, it's not, they're, they're special. So it's not like something I could wear it all the time. When you only wear yeah. stuff once now, thanks to Instagram. <laughs> God. Which is actually part of the reason I can part with some of the stuff because some of the fancier dresses. So I was like, but Jonathan, I love this dress. He's like, yeah, but you wore it in August. I remember it. I'm like, dadgum. <laughs> All right, fine. But that helped me part with it because that's actually is, I will say now, looking back, one thing that I did start kind of doing was going to markets. And I would like on at each furniture market, maybe give a tour one day be on a panel one day, um, host an event another day. So like I've, and always taking golden hashtag pictures. Um, so I felt like it mattered what I wore, Mm -hmm. you know, and then it's pictured in all the pictures. So I, I would get things to wear and then I wear them. And then I find myself being like, I, I, I posted three pictures in that. I don't want to wear it again. And in my life before Instagram, I would, like I was saying, I wear stuff from 19, but it's like, you can't, I kind of kept getting more new mm-hmm. and kind of justifying it by saying like, well, you know, it's a special thing. This is part of your job. This is me telling John why, why I was <laughs> <laughs> back at Nordstrom. Um, but I mean, there is some truth to that there's some, kind of like the commander in chic. I feel like I need to look nice and, and I do love fashion. I mean, for, I, it's like it's an expression, you know, like for Jane, it's sprinkles, mm-hmm. Emily, it's makeup, <laughs> you know? And that's so everyone's I'm all of those things. Yeah. <laughs> that's, wait a second. I don't have one. Uh, <laughs> I have all the things, Jonathan, yeah. and you laugh because you know, and we're working around that. <laughs> we, we are working through it. Um, and so that's one of the things that, um, I do is like people say, well, like, how do you approach doing X, Y, or Z when it comes to organizing? And my answer is always, um, that depends on the person. So I try to build organizational systems around the person and things that, because I don't, if you really love clothes, then let's make room for the clothes and purge the other things that you don't necessarily really love. So you have that room. I'm not going to give you hardcore rules if you can only have five shirts or four pair of pants. Like as we, part, part of what I do with the initial purge is I like to talk to clients, get to know them and figure out what makes them tick. Um, because that's crucial because I can say all day long, you need to do X, Y, and Z, but if you don't want to do it, then you're not going to maintain it. And it's all been for naught. So you love clothes and which by the way, like she initially, when I told her, like, we're going to purge 40%, she's like, no, 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 we're not doing that. Well, because of just moving too, because you believe it or not, I actually had purged a, a fair amount and was pretty darn proud of myself for letting go of things that I did let go. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, but you know what? I really, I did know 
like I didn't do any, I did I told you this, even mm-hmm. packing that I like, I got rid of stuff. I like, no, I'm over that or it's got a stain or whatever. I'm not going, but I didn't like try stuff on. Mm-hmm. And so I have some things I've had for a long time and I'm like, I have no idea if that is, if I can even get them over my hips. I have no idea if I'm swimming around in it. Um, and there's something like I, I always, I feel like my weight is something that is an issue for me. And so like, I don't, it's very sad to go try on things that are too tight and you have to like face that reality. Um, so then I tend to put it off Mm -hmm. and then I'm like, well, next season I'll try it on. And then five years later. So I did not like in packing us to move. I was so overwhelmed. Like, and again, I realize now what, uh, kind of hot spot that one is for me that is for me that like no wonder I couldn't face it now I as now that I have faced it mm-hmm. and kind of worked through it like I, I felt like I was doing well just to get us moved and that is a much bigger thing you know and I told you even at the time Jonathan I'm just packing this stuff and I need you to, I, get, I mean how many times did I text you where I'm like hi you're you're gonna be there on the other side right yeah I, are you gonna be there on the I love you I'm in the attic and I just need to know you're gonna be on the other yeah. side or I see a story where y'all I don't care I'm just throwing it all in the box like and I you just... text me and be like I love you I'll be here <laughs> but you have no idea how much that means I did text you a couple times just saying like Jonathan yes, I'm coping better knowing that you're on the other side and that's where, like, whether you're purging a closet or purging whatever, it is hard to do on your own because it is a mentally taxing thing where it becomes overwhelming. And part of what I do is help talk through the process and basically you know, drive the train and help be there and let you know, like, you know, and, it, and tell you sometimes it's okay to keep that. Yes, go ahead. There's not this pressure to throw all of your things away. I will say, Jonathan, that is something you actually do really well. Because I know I even would sort of say, like, Jonathan, I just really love it. Can I please keep it? And you're like, Nadi, if you love it, freaking keep it. Like, we'll get a hand or not. Like, this is your life and your clothes. And those make you really happy. And you know what? If if hanging hanging in your closet. But you would also say, okay, but you have five black (laughs) t-shirts. Maybe pick your favorite. So you would have a really, you do a really good job of kind of hurting the cat but mm-hmm. also allowing people because books that's my other thing and i and like i know i, I get a lot well, like john is always like babe really why all the southern livings from 1987 why the architectural digest and the southern i go buy southern accents on ebay because nobody's ever made a better magazine and I keep them because I go back because, I, I mean, good design is good design, period. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it, the Egypt and Rome, I mean, Egypt, ancient Egypt, it doesn't matter to me. Classic is classic. Classic is classic. Good is good. Good design is good design. And so I like, I don't want to do what everybody's doing. I like pulling inspiration from all kinds of things. So I love keeping my magazines because I'll go back and it's it like just, I use them as great reference points. But at some point. I can admit I keep a lot of magazines. Um, so I wanted to move some of those and I actually got rid of a ton, but I did move probably three, two to three boxes. Actually not as bad as I thought you, of the ones I really wanted to keep. Yeah, no, this isn't bad at all. And I was kind of like on this side and I, same thing. I have all those, all my design books, but I love them and I use them. I'm, I still, I still 
pull out my um, textbooks from interior design college. So um, I feel like a lot of people don't use, but like a lot of even my designer friends are like, Natty, look it up online. But I still, even like for my clients with hard copy catalogs, and also I have some clients who aren't as tech savvy. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes I just like having, I like to put a post-it note, to have a page, have the dimensions, not have to look it up, not have to back up on the website, you know? So I still like to keep my catalogs too. And I have friends who are kind of like, Natty, just go on Pinterest, you know? And I do do that some. Um, but anyway, so I felt a little bit like, okay, Jonathan, I would like <laughs> to apologize in advance for my clothes and my books. But you were like, okay. And we, we went through the books together. Sure did. And I got rid of. Maybe, maybe two boxes. Yeah, like two boxes, which was pretty good. Um, Small, I mean, they, they were smaller boxes. And that I say that because, you know, this is, again, something that you really love. So, yes, let's keep it. And you know what? You heard so many other things and you we made room for the things you love. And that's okay. Yeah. And I appreciate, like you just kept saying, like I kept going through the books. And I'm like, oh, I love this one. Oh, I, I love this. You're like, keep it. That's what they're for. Like what I don't want you to keep is the crap you don't want or don't mm-hmm. enjoy. And it's choking up your life. Okay. We have questions and we, do. Um, we need to get to those because I can't stop talking because I just love being with you. Um, Likewise. I would like to say, I love being with Jonathan so much. And we've had such a fun, positive response from y'all about having Jonathan and maybe taking this show on the road because he does travel. Um, He's here in Greenville, but he goes all over. He did say he wouldn't go into the Amazon today, but I was like, okay, well, yeah, you will. We'll get you an umbrella, parasol, and I'll paddle the boat. I don't care. We're going. I think my situation as long as there's was, Wi-Fi. <laughs> I need to be able to land a plane there. Oh, yeah, that was your As long your as a plane can land. But I said, we'll take a boat and I'll, I'll boat us. Don't worry. Listen, uh, what could go wrong, Jonathan? What could go wrong? Yeah. On the boat, on the RV, flying the planes, all the things. You know, we're not. I feel like we're going to end up on Dateline or something. <laughs> which would actually make my Travis's dreams come true. Not that I would be gone, but boy, does he love a Dateline. Okay, that's well. a whole different story. But he might be coming with us. <laughs> yeah, so I know, right? He may not appreciate it when he's yeah, part he of the Dateline it. story. I take it all back. I take it all back. <laughs> Say, I like to watch it from my TV. Okay, but we are contemplating. And I'm truly contemplating taking a little bit of the show on the road and taking some trips, maybe doing an RV, maybe not, maybe doing a boat, <laughs> maybe a hot air balloon. We don't know. Um, but we, he is willing to travel and um, I would love to join him. And I think we would have fun yeah, and get into all kinds of trouble. So mainly what I would say is reach out to Jonathan. If you are, if you would seriously be interested in his hiring him. Yes. Please um, do. And, just know that it's a package deal. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hashy. She insists on coming. And I feel like as her chaperone, I need to go as a chaperone. <laughs> Nobody's ever hashi had me is, as a chaperone. Yeah. Hashy is not to be trusted. <laughs> you can't trust Sashi. Listen, you can't believe the stuff she'll get herself into. <laughs> okay, so one quick thing. And I know this is kind of uh, per project and all the things. But can you just give a rough idea of how you charge? Okay, so yes, um, it would be technically by the day. When it comes, especially when it comes to organizing, I rarely am at a project and it takes less than a day. Um, so, and that's going to be somewhere between like four and five hundred dollars. Sure. Um, if it's super intense, maybe a little bit more, but 
um, generally between four and five hundred dollars. Um, and that means like I like to start at eight a.m. because I generally wake up at like four thirty, um, and I go as you said earlier until until you kick me out. Um, but it's like typically it's for all day, say four to five hundred. Which I mean, like I've told you before, I don't think that's enough. I don't want you to raise your prices until we're done. But when okay. that when our project is finished, I would like to discuss that with you. You will not regret that money. I mean, it's it's a quality of life thing. Yeah. It's daily. I mean, it's and that's I've had clients that have they've hesitated, and they finally pulled the trigger and said, "Okay, I'm ready for you," and. When at the end writing a check, they're like, "I this is when can I, when can you come again? I want to book you again because it it when life is in order and things are neat, like it it just takes that whole weight off." And I I tell clients, I said, "Imagine a room or a space and just hitting the reset button on it, and everything snaps back into place." That's kind of what it's like when I come. Um, really is. It's just like so having that way. So like, yeah, they're like, yes, here's this check. And when can I see you again? Well, and part of the reason we were talking about the thing with Jane the other day is like my aunt Pam and a couple of my other sister cousins said to her, okay, but how's your closet now? Mm-hmm. And that's what led us to that discussion where she's like, actually, Dr. G's staying in line. I'm still, I'm still like have it all implemented. Um, I can tell you that I have changed. I, 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 I can promise you, I will, my life will never be out of order like it was. And like, I have a new, it's just a new, almost like relationship with my clothes, with myself even. Um, it's just, it's different. It's changed for me. I feel like I, I mean, I really won't, I think I'll stick to it. I don't have any question. Actually, I feel a little bit like it's a renaissance for me. Well, and that's where you, I think you will stick with it. And there may be a few things that don't work and you realize as you have to live with something for a while. Sure. But that's why a lot of clients, they'll contact me later and say like, hey, I need to, you to come and let's do a quick fix. So let's say they book me for a week and I can go back a year later and spend a day with them and auto-correct some things that maybe didn't work out so well for them. Sure. Um, but most for the time most of what we do because I try to listen to what the clients, because I'll tell a client, you see me doing something and you, you look at me like, oh, that's not going to work. L- let me know right there. Right. I'll figure something else out. Because people do know some of what works for them. Absolutely. And there are different systems. And the reason there are different systems is because people are different. Yep. Okay. Now that we're 30 minutes into shooting the breeze with one of my favorite humans, let's get to the questions. Yes, let's. Y'all are amazing with your questions. I'm always blown away. Okay. Here we have Melissa. Please talk about gallery walls of family pictures. Do the frames have to match? What's too many? Okay. Great question. Um, First of all, no, the frames do not have to match. It can be an eclectic mix. Um, And that depends on the person, really. Um, you could be the kind of person that likes everything to match and you need them to be the same finish, same shape, whatever it may be. Um, then you go with that. Or you could be more on the eclectic end where it says like, I want different shapes and different finishes. That's okay. Now, as far as too many, um, you, yes, there can be too many. Um, I, I feel like, especially when it comes to like, let's say you have a sister, a brother, parents, um, maybe niece or nephew, you need to have like, 
one picture of them in a frame or a family shot. And then when it's time to update, they want to send you a new picture. Don't add another frame to the wall. Switch it out. Switch it out. So that family or that sibling or that relation has a frame on the wall and I'll fill it in. And then, you know, you kind of, you get to pick and choose like what is, I guess, and say too much for some people, they want a little bit fuller wall. For some people, they have a very sparse personality. Now, as Natalie will tell you from a design perspective, like you can go too much. It becomes too busy for the eye. And that's what, when you fill an entire wall with something, and this is my visual merchandising speaking, but then the eye can't focus and it's way too much for it to take in. So it needs to be limited enough to where it's kind of like a closet with clothes. If you have too many clothes on the rack, you can't see what you've got. So you want to think about doing, you know, somewhat smaller clusters mm-hmm. um, and then go from there. It's just because when you step back, if you look at it and go, and that is out of the visual sight line. If your cluster has expanded beyond, uh, you know, visual sight line, we'll say it's between five and six feet. You can go a little above and a little below. But if you're starting to stretch beyond that, then you're probably getting to too much space. So. It's manage your cluster. Manage your cluster. <laughs> Depends on the wall that it's on. But yes, manage your cluster and you pick eclectic or standardized. I'll say um, one thing I've done with that with clients before, because that comes up with the interior design stuff too, is all back up and kind of picture on a wall. Like let's say you do it in the dining room and I sort of picture what size mirror would I buy? For that wall that's, that's or great. what size piece of artwork. And I'll even sort of pencil that in onto the wall. And then I work within that framework and that helps you kind of control your <laughs> hashtag control your cluster. <laughs> it's all about controlling your cluster. hashtag control your cluster. <laughs> Praise. Praise. <laughs> that's one of Jonathan's favorite. Jonathan has a lot of little turns of phrases and they all are equally magical. Okay. Let's do a new one. Lots of people ask about the gallery wall. So that's a great question. Okay. It is. Here we have, how often do you suggest we clean out closets? Ooh, I got a perfect answer for that. Okay. Spring and fall. Don't say one in and one out. I'm going to be annoyed. That gets no. on my nerves. So spring and fall is the perfect time. Season okay. because we're switching over between warmer clothes and the winter clothes. Because that's when I do it. Um, and every spring I go up because I have an upper shelf in my closet that has the winter clothes. Um, I pull them down and then anything I'm pulling down that I look at and go like, I didn't even like that last year, or I have kept this. I, you know, for three seasons now or three years, I haven't touched it. We go. Um, and then even as I'm putting things up, I didn't even wear this the past six months. Right. So it's just a good time. You're transitioning clothes. Um, you're thinking about like fresh ideas and Mm -hmm. then, you know, maybe you want to go shopping, buy something new. So, Mm -hmm. um, and I am a little more hardcore in my closet. Um, where I have a set number of wooden hangers, and that's smart. If I they're, if with they're full, I have to let something go in order to bring something in, which works great for me. Travis, on the other hand, has a hard time with that, but he likes the clothes more, a l- little bit more. Um, and but you know, but at the end of the day, he's he's happy with the system because it does help him because he likes to buy new things. Does he kind of? Use use that same guideline somewhat, maybe um, not quite as strict, but well, he does use that guideline because we share a closet. So and you'll you I'm only the get one them that, that many. Hangers. I'm the one that switches out the clothes. I love so it. yes, okay. um, and nothing's more painful than when he has to purge shoes. It's like pulling teeth to make him do that, but um, he will. 
But all that to say, spring, fall, perfect okay. times to do that. Okay, that's good to know. Um, and that's actually a really great question. I mean, that is a really great question. I am going to, I need to be better about that. Um, well, can I just say in my defense about not, like I grew up in Florida. So we had bathing suits and a jacket that we wore for a minute. And then we had bathing suits again. It was actually, I mean, I didn't, uh, we wanted to wear boots. Mm -hmm. I mean, we would wear, <laughs> I would try and wear jeans and boots to a football game at Florida state and almost going to cardiac arrest because I was sweating so hot. Um, so it's a little bit different growing up in Florida, but moving to Virginia, I'm like, oh, first of all, that's what spring is. Oh, that's what fall is. But we do have seasonal clothes. So that's a great point to where if you're in a climate where the, t the weather doesn't change quite so dramatically, you have very short, warmer or colder seasons, then and maybe just mark it on, you know, account of like twice a year, you pick the time. Um or maybe, in, again, like build it around the client. Maybe for you, it's that once a year when it does get cold or it does get warm for that shorter period. That's when you think about what am I doing with my clothing? Um, so I say spring and fall because for a lot of people, you know, you don't that's find the weather change. That's the weather change. Sure. But, you know, if you have a climate that's a little bit different, that has a shorter season on whether cold or warm. Um, build it around what makes sense to you, but you need like just get a mindset of having some annual or semi-annual. Let me take a look at my clothes. Well, I mean, it's a natural time to do it. Mm -hmm. If you're getting your sweaters out, just be kind of selective about what goes out. Mm -hmm. Okay. How do I, here's um, good ship cupcake. <laughs> how do I figure out how to part with all the old electronics and their cords? And where do I dispose? That's a great question. Okay. Yes, it is a great question. And my husband's going to love this because he's like, to make sure to mention me. Um, Again. Yeah. He does <laughs> IT support and he will not part with electronics. Um, so here's my philosophy on that. Um, if you don't know what that cord goes to, then it's time for it to go. Because if you don't know what it goes to, they're probably never going to figure it out. And the <laughs> device that it goes to doesn't have power, which means you're not using it and haven't used it for a long time because the power cord for it has been locked in a drawer somewhere and it's gone. Um, also, technology changes so fast sure. that it's, you know, I, it's one of those things that if it gets used a lot or if it's a device that you, you know, and I quote, I say you care about, like you're going to know what that goes to. Mm -hmm. But you know, now there are certain cords like Ethernet cords, basic They're audio visual cords, cable cords, HDMI cords. Those are great to hold on to because, again, they're universal, have right. lots of use. But if it's a specialized cord to a device, let it go. Mm -hmm. And you can maybe put it in a little bin for like, okay, I think I'll. this is one month from now. If I haven't found the mate to this, gone. Um, but it's good. Cause that is hard. It is hard to like, I mean, you saw that we haven't dealt with them yet, but I had like two boxes of yeah. electronic stuff where I'm kind of, but then it's like, okay, that was like our cordless phone from the beach, like 10 our beach house 10 mm -hmm. years ago. Like, but it's hard to let them go. Cause you think, oh, I'm, I might find it. I might use it, but right. you don't, you don't know what that cord goes to. Even if you find the box, like what's the point? Um, and that means you're not using it either. So it's just, that's a good, that's a good rule. And that will help us tomorrow because I'm going <laughs> to get rid of a lot of that. That's going to go quickly. Okay. This is from Lynn Kelly. One of 
literally my favorite humans on the planet. Hey, Lynn. She is, I was her nanny. Well, actually, she babysat me. Then I was their nanny. Oh, and so she's cool. one of my heart, heart, heart angels. Okay. Who, by the way, is incredibly organized and perfect. And so it's funny that she's even asking for help. Okay. Direction for sorting out clothes. I've only heard of the not worn in a year. Help. Okay. So this is kind of a mixed bag for me, but so there are certain items that we all have in our closet. Like for instance, I have a yellow raincoat that is only, it's like bright yellow, spring yellow. It's only good in the spring and it has to be a somewhat rainy day, but I got it when I worked in a polo shop and I was doing retail and I love it so much, but I rarely wear it. So yeah, I'm going to hold on to it. Um, and there are certain things of, Hey, I forgot I had this, but I do love this, but I, I haven't worn it for two years. And so this is when I boil it down to limit your number of clothes to where you can walk in your closet and you can see everything you have in one swoop, because then mm -hmm. that eliminates the issue of, oh, well, I forgot I had that. And that's why I haven't worn it. But if you can see that shirt for four or five times or every time you walk in your closet and, you and still you're still wear not it. wearing it after a year, then yes, it is time for it to go. That's but if great you, insight. you know, just haven't worn it because you forgot it was there because you have too many clothes to see, then that's a matter of you have too many clothes and it's time to purge it down. But you really should be able to walk into your closet or open a drawer um, or wardrobe or whatever it may be and be able to see what you own without digging because if you can't see it you might as well not own it that's a huge helpful one and that's kind of a universal thing and that was one of my hang-ups and that I've said 50,000 times over the last couple of days is in situations like where I have shirt t-shirts and drawers t-shirts in the guest bedroom shirts in the attic shirts in my closet where I um I definitely would do the thing where I'm like, well, it's not, I haven't seen, you know, I forgot I had it. I bet I'll wear mm -hmm. it. Um, but like you forgot you had it cause you don't see it Bingo. and you can't get to it. Um, so also the other thing just to add to the whole, like letting go of stuff that Jane said, when we asked her, like I said to her, how do you, what do you feel like is the thing that helps you maintain that closet? And she said, I really asked myself, like, you know, that feeling you get when you get something that you love and you're like mm -hmm. excited to wear it. Like, am I excited to wear that? Or am I just, it's a frumpy day and I'm just throwing it on because it's comfortable and I've got it. And if you don't love it, then don't keep it. And I mean, so I kind of, I know it's a little bit of that. Does it bring you joy? But I, 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 I said to you, am I living my best life in this dress? And you're like, it's cute, but the, you've got you have other better options. You've got better options. And I'm like, bye. And that helped. And I would kind of like, I would try and picture myself like, okay, you're, you're going to wear this to church or you're, you're walking in to meet with a client or you're going to market in this. I, I, this isn't the thing I would want to pull out of my suitcase, Then I'm not going to keep it. And how much easier is it to figure out what you're going to wear that day? If when you walk into your closet, you love everything on the rack. So it's like, you know, what? I'll, I'll wear this. I'm excited. Instead of holding it up going, ah, that doesn't really look that great on me or, ah, that's got little bit of a stain on it or ah, I just don't like the way that feels you you can avoid all of that you walk in you have a collection of things that goes I, I love this I love that and I you just, can get to stuff because you can see it because there's room yeah. and and I know almost everybody has faced this some um when your closet's too crowded like 
your pants get wrinkly, like, you know, mm -hmm. stuff gets crammed back there. You like it, well, you're not taking good care of your yeah. clothes. And it's a workout to get what you want out of yeah. the closet. Yeah. And again, you don't see stuff and all that. And, mm -hmm. um, and, and it, I have do a new appreciation for, um, like I was saying, it just felt more special, like going in the closet. And like I told you, I've never had this experience, but I walked mm -hmm. in there when we were, you were almost done. And I was like, wait, Jonathan, I, like I was flipping the hangers. If something was unbuttoned, I wanted to button it. I wanted to tie the ties, get them straight. Mm -hmm. um, like it made me kind of take pride in it. And then it made me feel better about myself too. Like these clothes are kind of a privilege to wear them. And I feel like I deserve that privilege. Like it's, it's mm -hmm. funny, the like psyche thing that happens, it feels you know, good. it's a, it's a, it's a sea change for me. It really is. Um, okay. So let's get to another question. Y'all's yes, questions please. are just great. These really um, are. Okay. This is a quick answer. Do you travel? Yes. yes. We've said that. Okay. Here's a great one. Soup girl 80. Should kids' toys be in their room or in a family area or some in both? And does it even matter? Okay. Love this question. Um, quick answer to that is I firmly believe that the bulk of kids' toys should either be in, if you have a designated playroom, or in their room. Um, because th those should be limited as well. It shouldn't just be... Uh, just unlimited amount of like toys here, toys there, because you're constantly picking them up. Um, you, I love having a defined space for things, um, whether it's a drawer for the t-shirts or all of the kids' toys need to fit into this basket, this hamper, whatever it is, this box in their room. If that's full, it's time to do a purge. Mm -hmm. um, and I encourage let the kids do the purge. So you can say, put down a clothes hamper and say, we're going to donate some toys. I need you to fill this clothes hamper full of toys. Could be a me small, medium, large hamper, whatever the need is and encourage them to go through the process and saying how it's good to pass things along that maybe they're not getting joy out of, but you donate and someone else can get joy out of. And as far as where we have them in the house. Um, so again, I firmly believe and in, in their rooms is where they live and, or in a playroom. Now, I get it. My best friend, Laura, has two kids and toys travel at home. Um, and, you know, their toys will be in the living room. And you can have maybe a small basket in the living room. That, that's where the collect, where the toys that, you know, you play with on a daily basis in that room, they can land there. Um, but having toys just spewed all around, all that does is create work for you. When you have to go through and pick up the house because it drives you crazy because you're stepping or tripping over them. Um but if you have maybe a small basket, that's something easy for the kids. Hey, pick up your toys, put them in the basket that you want to keep in here. If that basket's full, the rest of the toys need to go to your room and to your basket in there. Where they and have a permanent home. Where they have a permanent Define, home. Define a designated Defined place there. Sure. Place. So, yes, um, it's it's good to have a defined space. And I really encourage you to have that in their rooms and maybe a very limited number in a shared family space. Good answer. Um. Here's Monica, my sweet Monica. I need to know the best way to get started. I'm so at a loss. Help. I mean, I think that is a major thing. We all get, it's like, I have so many things. You get paralyzed. Okay. So again, really y'all, these are great questions. Um, 
the journey of a thousand miles starts with one step. Right. So if you are looking at a mess, then you pick up one box, one container, and sit down and you go through it. And maybe that's all you do that day. Then that that is what you accomplish. That was your goal. You say, I'm going to do this one thing. And then the next day or two days from there or the next week, I'm going to do another box. Because you'll find that you pick up steam as you go. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't look, please, please, please do not look at a room and just feel like you have to accomplish everything that day. Because as we were talking about in the stories, one of the tips of, you know, I only plan 30% of my day because life happens, whether it's dealing with the Wi-Fi doesn't work or it's dealing with, oh, I've gotten to go run an errand that I was unexpected, or um, I forgot that I hadn't been in the grocery store and I've got to go do that. Like we, we just don't know what's going to happen. And so we can't beat ourselves up because things went off the rails because it happens to us all. So kind of set a realistic goal of what you can accomplish and just take it bit by bit. Um, you know, and I will say, cause that's now the perk of me coming is that I'm kind of a Kickstarter is that I go mm-hmm. into a room and we, we power through it quickly, but you know, it's not always an option to have someone come in and help you. Um, and, l- and let me tell you, I have, been around i can't tell you how many moms of small kids like i don't know how moms do it just just raising children alone like that is a full-time all-consuming job how they do everything else is beyond me but it's amazing because you get interrupted there are questions there are a thousand things or you hear a noise in the other room or you don't hear anything in the other room and that's really when there's a problem Mm -hmm. but you're having to handle all of those things so you can't beat yourself up when you are trying to get into a project that when you, and that's the thing, when you can't stay focused on a project, that's when it becomes, like, where was I? Oh, wait, wait, okay, okay. I, I, I have I looked at that. It's hard to stay on track and keep your brain on track when it's being pulled in other directions. Mm-hmm. So say to yourself, you know what, after the kids are to bed, or I'm going to go through a box because you will find that as you go box by box by box, all of a sudden you're picking up steam and it becomes easier and faster and you've powered through a room. That's something. So pick, pick the room you want to start with. Don't think you have to tackle the whole house. Mm-hmm. Um, you pick a room and maybe it takes, it could take the entire year before you power through your house. And that's okay because you did it on the pace that you needed to do it. But I, I can almost guarantee you that as you start that process, you will get faster and better at it and you will feel more empowered by it. Um, But if you want to know where to start, you pick a room in the house and you pick a box and you start with that box. Mm -hmm. And I'll say um, one thing I used to do, like, you know me, I'm all in and I'm like up to my eyeballs in it and I'm a thousand percent. So mm-hmm. I don't like the idea of my, my whole life of like, well, I'll just do an hour of it. No, like I want an entire freaking Saturday where that is all I do. Nobody bothers me. I am finished at the end. I don't have those. I don't have those days ever. You know, maybe in my next life. I'm hoping. I'll let you know if I live that long. <laughs> send me a postcard. I'll send you a postcard, baby. You'll be with me. Are you kidding? We're going to be in the RV somewhere. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> with Travis singing beaches. Okay. But I did start, like, because of 
anticipating that we needed to move for John and feeling so overwhelmed, I started saying to myself, okay, you are not going to clean out the kitchen on Saturday. How about every time you're 15 minutes before your workout and you know you're going to get there early, do one drawer. Bingo. And I it's I started doing that. And I'm, it, it, I will say, because I love immediate results and all the things my you know two day 20 pound diets and all those things that I can't figure out um I you know first you're kind of like what I do say to myself all the time with everything not just in recovery stuff like one day at a time like when I go running and I'm tired I'm like one step at a time and you put down you put your head down and eventually you look up and you've gone a block and or put a week together sober or whatever so I have that has that is a part of who I am now and so I know that that works. And so I kind of just said to myself, you're overwhelmed. Just like you said, you you just have mm-hmm. to start. At some point, you just have to start and just try the door, drawer thing. And it really made a difference for me. Yes. I was surprised at how much I, like how much you could also do in a kind of a short amount of time. Like I always felt like it's stupid. I'm going to get halfway through a pencil drawer. But really, if you kind of get focused and like, I know, okay, I got to leave to work out in 15 minutes. I could sometimes do like two drawers and I have a, you know, a shoe box full of old kitchen utensils. Yep. And I'm like that, well, shit, that was something, you know? And that really, that is something I say, start with a box, something small, a drawer. And you'll be surprised if you do a little bit at a time. And when you look back, because I mean, how fast, like time, like two weeks has gone when we blink. But you look back after two weeks and you've gone through all the drawers and cabinets in your kitchen. Because mm-hmm. you took it a little bit at a time. And then that's the empowerment kicks in. And that's when you feel like, okay, I can tackle this. I can tackle that. Um, so just like, don't, don't try to do all the things at once. Right. Um, just a little bit at a time. And you, you'll be shocked at how fast things end up going for you and how great you feel. Okay, here's a good question. Because um, I actually am kind of wondering what we even did with mine. <laughs> <laughs> what is, this is from Stacy Bowen or Bowen. Hey, Stacy. Eight, seven. What is the best way to organize sweaters if you have a small closet? Okay, so... If whether it's um, a small closet because sweaters, it's it's hard a to hang them because it'll pull on the they get yeah. wonky. Like you can fold them or in snag. half. Yeah, snag. You can fold them in half and over. Um, but they take up so much room. I've they, done that. They do. So like in my closet, I have two shelves above where I hang clothes, and I have them folded by color. Because for me, it's easy. Do you do <laughs> white, blue, and black? <laughs> right, I know that's your, that's your, your signature colors. Yeah. Do we? Do you do like fold in half and then fold that in half? Um, no, I do. Again, the department store background. I do the department store fold. Do we need to do a video on? We might because it's it's easy. It's easy, but it it allows you to see what's going on with a sweater, um, and. You, it makes a nice clean What's look on the show. Hey, listen, listen. I've seen some What's of your sweaters your and sweatshirts. You've seen, listen, you got, some of them have got going. some patterns and some graphics <laughs> and beads. Oh, and that's pearls. what you mean. Yes. I do. Yes, you do. Yes, I've got ma'am. snowflakes and bedazzled. And I do have all, all kinds of All the things on all the All the things going on on the sweaters. So They need to be featured. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe okay. we'll find one. But 
let's do this maybe tomorrow or before okay, you leave this fold. week. We'll do a little if, story. Do maybe we could pick three of my sweaters are all kind of different mm -hmm. and show me yeah. how you would suggest folding. Absolutely. It it is easy peasy. But so then I would say like so take a look at your drawer space. Maybe you can pop them in your drawer. Um and or if you have like it, it different again, this is why I, I always tell people, I say, what kind of systems do you recommend? I said, I like to see where you live in the architecture and all the things, but maybe it is a tub that slides under the bed that where the sweaters stay or on the off season, you use a vacuum bag to compress them because that's another great way for your off season clothes, Especially vacuum sweaters, bag and compress. They They're very bulky. Um, but like I say, I really folded up on a shelf or tucked into a drawer um depending on your living situation maybe you've got another closet space in the house where you can put your off-season clothes or maybe you just have cold weather clothes in that one closet um and then i really encourage you to if you have a small space for clothes try and consider that and base the number of clothes you have on that um, and, and again, I don't mandate this as a hardcore rule because again, I, everyone's got different situations and maybe you really love sweaters. Maybe you live in a cold climate where you need a lot well, of sweaters. Or maybe you have 20 drawers yeah. and no shelves in your closet, exactly. you know, like that. I get questions like that a lot with design where somebody will just say a general rule, you know, how, how, where should I hang my chandelier? And I'm like, well, it depends. I know there are guidelines, but that's all they like to me. I never. I never use the guidelines. Rules, I, I stand those. there and I'm like, yeah, you know me. I'm like, oh, is that in the guideline? Ew, then go higher. No. I mean, I do it by what looks good. And sometimes, like, it's it's amazing if you do the literal kind of suggested thing with particular lights, the scale of the light, the size of the room. Like, that's absolutely wrong. You know, like, to me, looking in the space. So, they're guidelines, but... um it's unique to the project, unique to the person. Like, well, how many, there's so many variables. Absolutely. And so that's to say my top three would be on a shelf in the closet, in a drawer, maybe in a tub that you can slide under the bed. And which, by the way, let me add, like, if any of y'all have feedback for some of these answers, like, hey, that sounds great, but I've got this particular problem in response, like, please let us know. Um, love to hear the feedback. But like I say, it's. And again, let, let's just, while we're there, let's talk about the best way to do that would be DM you yes. on your Instagram, on Instagram at simply, simply Jonathan dot M E. Yes. Me. Okay. Um, if you get them to me, it's not that I won't get them to Jonathan, but it you're, you're more likely to get them to Jonathan. Yeah. If you send them directly to Jonathan. <laughs> um, okay. This is a good one because like John, the, I have this trouble with John and I, I have friends who've said this too. Like I, I, I sometimes, shockingly well of course i'm real easy to get rid of his stuff i'm like i don't even freaking know what this tool is and i'll put it out and i'll be like um that was my 80 dollar wood carving blah 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 and i'm like like i said it's taking up room in the shed and i need more room um but he tends to hold on to stuff mm -hmm. and I've gotten to where with certain things I get, I would like to clean out. He'll go get the, he'll see stuff in my car going to Goodwill and be like, can we, and I'm like, we have not used that game. And like, since the day we got married. So this question, I, I just, I am sympathetic. This is from <laughs> Jamie Solar. I hope y'all, yeah, I apologize if I don't say them right. 
Hey, the name's right. Hi, Jamie. How do I encourage someone who does not want to let go of anything? So this is a good question. And this is a really hard question. Yep. Um, because it's what, again, every situation is different, but what you can do is it's really by example. So you cannot force someone to throw things away. And if they are not willing to part with them, you are fighting a losing battle and it will become a source of contention. You can't just behind their back, throw them away. Um, I really, I never encourage that because you don't want it to be a source of contention, but you can say, because I mean, listen, like I said, my husband, Travis, there are certain things that he's just not really good. I finally got him to let go of this horrible yellow lightweight jacket that he has had since I've known him and he has never worn. I finally got him to let go of it, but I didn't push the point of telling him you have to get rid of this because they have to come to that realization on their own. So by organize what you can, you know, when it comes to your clothes, keep them purged, see things clean and neat people like leading by example and showing them that. And then they're like, huh, no, that is kind of nice. That, that does look nice. Or it seems like you've always know where things are or whatever it may be, but you, you cannot beat someone over the head with this. So I guess the best answer I could give you is it lead by example and show them how great it can be when you limit what you have. Um, and, you know, cause I listen, like, especially with guys, I get it. Like they tend to wear the same thing over and over again and they think they need 4,000 tools for all the things. And they think they may need that one day. And, you know, because you either a, do the laundry or you're picking up the house, what they are or are not wearing or using. But if in their mind they desperately need that, then there's not a lot you can do. And that's why that's even why I don't beat clients over the head where you have to throw this away because they won't like me at the end of the day. Let may I say one thing though? Yes. Um which I and part of this I have from personal experience as a designer. One I think kind of good solution is to hire an organizer, hire Jonathan, because I cannot tell you, like, I mean, I swear I probably should have gotten a double major in marriage counseling and mediation. (laughs) And I'm sure you get a little bit of that, but it is amazing. I cannot tell you how many couples that I've worked with who they can't agree, but somehow having like a middle person kind of, factor in everybody's things. And then really half the time, everybody wants kind of the same thing. It's just sort of how we get there from here. Yes. And it becomes more of like a committee, not like one versus the other. Cause a lot of times I think this a lot of times pertains to like your spouse, maybe that you're like, babe, clean this out, clean out the garage, whatever. And that you're daily in it would be maddening. But I really do think, um, that hiring a professional person to come in and kind of be immediate. Well, I mean, you heard John the first day goes, don't let Jonathan come in my room, you know? (laughs) And, but, but then he, he's come out and been like, he said to you, and I mean, he doesn't just, John doesn't just, you know, say nice things just to be nice. Like he really was like, Jonathan, y'all, this is, y'all are doing such a great job. This looks great. Yeah. And thank you. And I, I guess I should be more of a self-promoting thing here. So while I'm at it, well, you've got me, I've got you, but go ahead and keep on. Um, so th- that is the thing. So I can't tell you how many times that I go into a home and I start working with typically, um, 
it is uh, a wife or a mother or someone like, and I go in and I start working with their stuff. And then the spouse or kids have looked around and going, oh, this is really nice. Um, well, maybe, maybe I can get on board with this. And people, and this is the other thing I hear, I can't tell you how many times I can't tell you, like we have tried and tried, and tried. he wouldn't let us touch that. He wouldn't let us touch. In fact, I just had a client, Anderson, went through their whole house and the husband let me start throwing away and purging files that were ancient that they're like, but he wouldn't let anyone touch these, but he's just like, he's seen and, you know, and I get to talk to the husband, whoever it may be. And, you know, let them know that like, again, like I'm not here to throw away the things you love, but this is what it can look like. And mm -hmm. they get inspired by it. So that how, cause you know, I work at a different pace because I don't have all the distractions that distract everyone in their everyday life. Sure. So I can power through. So things happen quickly and they see results. Yes. They see results. And exactly what you said is that they, I'm kind of this outside source that's saying, yeah, you should probably and they're like, okay. Um, because you as a spouse, saying it a thousand times isn't going necessarily to go through. And, you know, I, I could give you stories about how Travis is trying to get to do things. And then someone else has said it. And then I did it. And then he's like, really, I told you about that. So right. yes, absolutely. So, you know, you can hire me. I'll come help this you out. This is a no brainer. This is a no brainer. <laughs> okay. One of my favorite humans, my other favorite, favorite people in my comments nikki d ray who just moved to tennessee hey, maybe nikki. we need to go see nikki d and go to dollywood dollywood travis will come to that one okay that would actually be you and nikki d in the same room would be magic okay this isn't even a question she just but i'm loving this with like 12 exclamation points i Yay. need a jonathan he is amazing <laughs> and she she's deserves sweet. it oh she's an angel okay here's flun bun and this is a good question um, do you have any go-to brands for organizational tools, i.e. closet systems, containers, et cetera? Um, so I can tell you some of my favorite things. So and it all depends on the job. Now, let me start by saying I generally don't walk into a job beforehand and tell you to buy a thing because I like to see what you currently own. And I try to make those things work for you so you're not bringing more clutter into the home. Um, but it, and it depends on what we're organizing, but someplace like the container store, if you need to really get down to the nitty gritty, they've got lots of great options for like arts and crafts, the kitchen, whatnot. Um, they can really help you pull things together for things like, you know, garages, um, you know, some basic closet systems, like Lowe's, Home Depot, these are things that are easy accessible. Like a lot of people have those options. Mm -hmm. Like they've got, um, whether it's closet organization, the cube system that we talked about today in the stories, um, those are my typical go-tos, pretty basic things. Now I have gone in and that's where like, I like to get to know a client, figure out a space, figure out what we're going to work with. Um, and then once I do that, part of my system is that I will give you like a recap email at the end mm. of the day and say, here are some suggested buys, do some research, figure out what best fits the space that you've got. Um, and that's a matter of me Googling and I, I may hit my regular sources 
Um, but it's remember me googling and figuring that out, mm -hmm. and then I'll send the link. Or if it's going to be a multi-day project, um, I'll say, "All right, let me order this for you. I'll take care of that." Or if you know that you like some clients that say, "Like I need, I want all new," they'll just tell me point blank. Right. Then in advance, I'll do some research and figure out where to go. Um, but like there, so many different brands have so many like sell organizational items. It's so hard to narrow it down. It's, it, it just kind of depends. And that's where, and like, again, if you've got a specific situation, you know, send me, send me DM, mm -hmm. let me know and say, Hey, like, I don't know what to do with this space. Like, do you have a suggestion of where I could find something? And then it's easier for me to kind of focus and say, all right, yeah, this is where you can find X, Y, and Z to help with that space. One thing that um, we implemented and I haven't ever implemented well <laughs> is like I tend, and I think a lot of people do this. I'll be at target or even like home goods and see this cute set of baskets mm -hmm. or, you know, some cool looking shoe rack. And I think, Oh, I bet that would work. Bring it home. And it doesn't work, you know, and, um, or like the, it never quite. And then I end up with all these organizational things up in the attic. And a messy closet. Mm -hmm. And so one thing that we drove home and like, I, we're, we're literally having totes made with this <laughs> saying, because Jonathan had to say it a number of times the first day to kind of drill it into my head, but I will live by this forever, which is like things together. And also I think if you're stuck getting started, like pick the room that's your most overwhelmed by which you're most overwhelmed and just start grouping like items. What that helped me do was again, having everything in the same place where like we had all, like you see, I literally have seven cupcake pants. I will never make 12 times seven cupcakes at the same time. If I do, <laughs> don't let me do that. <laughs> um we got 84 cupcakes that's we a lot of cupcakes no, i know i know for real um but it was it was way easier for me to let go of stuff because i did again mm -hmm. that other thing like well i don't know i can't remember if i have one more or two more i am never going to make 84 cupcakes at the same time at that point i'm hiring out or you can commit <laughs> me so I, when i see i'm using that just as an exaggerated example but then all of a sudden like we were doing my boots yesterday and I put my booties like all together and I'm like, okay, I have light brown, taupe and tan, <laughs> all very similar. And I really, those aren't that comfortable. And these look a little bit worn. Okay. Bye. One mm -hmm. pair. Boom. And it was so easy, but I, if I had just had my shoes all in a jumble, I would have had a hard time parting with any of those three pairs of shoes. So that was a big deal. Helpful for me as far as the purging goes, then after the purging and I kept saying to Jonathan this whole time, like, because, because I packed in all of these said collected tubs and mm -hmm. such that were in my <laughs> attic. So as we've unpacked, we've just put them on the back porch because they were making me so stressed out because I kept tripping over them and everything. And I'm like, I want them empty and out of the way. So I've been putting on our back deck. And I said to Jonathan, we got here just so you know, however you want to work. I just want you to know these are all available. And I thought he would go out there and like go through them because I had 
baskets for fabric samples. I had tubs. I eat, listen, <laughs> is this an organizational container? She, I had it, honey. She, she has options in all colors and all the all the materials. So Jonathan was very disinterested in that, which is fine. I'm like, okay, I just wanted you to know they were available. Then after we would work on a room, put like things together, um, purge. Then we stand in the room and look around and be like, okay, we have that many shoes. And then you said, okay, you know what I need? I need two double shoe racks and I'll bring them in the morning. Mm -hmm. And, or you'd say, you know, okay, this is how many bathing suits you need. Okay. We're going to need a whole drawer for that or, you know, whatever. But we could, we could determine what he needed for storage after we grouped the like things and then purged. And then, you know, then decide like, Mm -hmm. okay, I have this, like we kind of did it with my fabric samples. We're like, holy guacamole. (laughs) You're like, okay, so you're not really purging any wallpaper samples. And I'm like, no, I just been moving the boxes around. How are you? You're like, okay, then we are going to have to add a room onto the house. So we decided today, like kind of midway through this room when we realized like, those are big and bulky and Mm -hmm. I don't, how much do I use them? And we had to ask a little bit of the question, like, I mean, I kind of finally said, you know, Jonathan, I'm going to have some design projects for Aunt Pam, my Aunt Pam and Uncle Steve and Koi, um, but I don't want 12 open projects like I used to have. Mm-hmm. What I'm really focusing on is our podcast and the merchandise, and I don't want to give up storage and display space for the merchandise to have tubs of messy fabric samples that I'm not going to be using that often and maybe not even using immediately. So we kind of had to sit down and said, okay, well, let's put all those in the garage. And when you get on the design projects and you're ready to pull them out, we can do that. But really that was a huge relief in this space because it was going, it started to feel, at least for me, I was having some anxiety. Like I said, you, we were like halfway through and I Mm -hmm. looked at the shelves Mm -hmm. and I could see all the like fabric samples. And I was like, Jonathan, that's kind of stressing me out. Like I, I can't, I don't feel great about trying to sit over here with Jane or whomever and these cute chairs and filming it on YouTube and be sparkly podcast. And I'm looking over there at like that Schumacher trim and I'm thinking about another project. Like it was just too much, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so we kind of, we put the brakes on and said, well, then we're going to regroup. Regroup, rethink. Yep. And it worked And I think we're really, I'm, I'm I'm thrilled with the solution now, especially since Jonathan is the one that went up and down the stairs with the tubs. (laughs) I had some pause when he first suggested it because I'm like, that's a lot of tubs. But then all of a sudden I got real busy fixing dinner. (laughs) (laughs) And I got my steps in. And you got your steps in big time. Okay. Y'all have still so many more fabulous questions. We are out of time this evening. And so you're going to have to tune in next time for more Jonathan. Yes, all Jonathan, all the time. And this has been so much fun. Thank y'all all all for these questions. And I said, we will do another podcast, more questions, but um, this is really great. Just, just great. It's been so fun. And thank you for taking the time. And Travis, thank you for giving up your honey. (laughs) You are the wind beneath both all four of our wings. (laughs) Praises. This is going to be the first of two episodes because we have so many questions and we just can't get enough. We haven't had enough time together today. We're going on the 14th hour. Just can't get enough. Just can't get enough, as Jane says. Okay. Again, reach out to Jonathan by DM through Instagram at Mm -hmm. Mm simplyjonathan.me. 
we are this week in the process of doing this. We've got, I think, I'm assuming we're going to get this done in our five days. We're doing a live every morning at 8.30 to talk about what our goals are that day. And then a live every day at 5.30 to kind of report and update and show y'all progress and all the things. And also... Mm As the day goes, as we go through the day, we're writing down as we kind of come up with tips or things that were helpful or things we bumped up against. So we think will be helpful to share. So we're trying to share three tips a day, kind of good concrete takeaways from each of the projects. Um, So we are doing those live and then saving them to my IGTV. And so, so far we have six episodes Mm -hmm. um, kind of by day if you want to see the sort of the projects and um i would say those have been really helpful and so we hope you'll feel free we hope you'll check them out i think they'd be fun to watch completely in order but you wouldn't have to but it's kind of it it sort of tells a story yeah it is it's fun enough but i agree but yeah if you only get a chance like you you got two minutes to watch one or whatever like yeah or you're working on a closet you know Mm -hmm. focused on the closet ones um but we hope you'll just come see all of it okay Remember, if you aren't, we I'm on Instagram at Natalie Riddell, and that's also where you can access the IGTV. And um, also the rest of this week, we'll be working on this project and sharing in my stories. Um, we still hope to be giving chic advice because we just love to give chic advice on things. Chic advice is so fun. <laughs> about which we know nothing, <laughs> but have very strong opinions. So keep emailing Jane at jane at natalieriddell.com with chic advice questions if you are in recovery or know someone in recovery and would like a clock to keep track of your time in recovery and celebrate we do those on our website natalieriddell.com and you can email me directly at natalie at natalieriddell.com um i'm not kidding when i tell you Stay tuned for these totes. <laughs> Hashtag like things together. Like things together. Yes. Get ready. We're They're, they're coming at you. And remember this week, thank y'all for being here. And remember, she happens, but we got this. <laughs> <laughs>